Time's gotta stop. Enough is enough. I can't take this BS any longer. It's gone far enough. You wanna claim my soul? You'll have to come and break down this door. I knew that something was going on wrong when you started laying down the law. I can't move my hands. I break out in sweat. I wanna cry. Can't take it anymore. This time's gotta stop. Enough is enough. And good afternoon. It is February, and it is February the 8th, 2022. This is Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion podcast, and if I sound a little bit confused there for a minute, I forgot what day it was again, but that's okay. We know what we're going to do here. We're going to tell the truth. We're going to try to remove confusion. We're going to try to keep you on the right track with everything that's going on. In the background, the one and only Eric Clapton with his newest song, and I've played it here before, called This Has Got to Stop. Go and download it. Sure, you can find it at uh, Apple iTunes and all the other places like Spotify. Yeah, Spotify is still there. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. We're going to cover a lot of things because uh, (laughs) I took a few days of just not being able to get up here to the studio, and now it seems like there's so many things going on that I can't even keep up with them. So we will go through some stuff. We will look into what our government is at again telling you it's getting to be almost dangerous to speak out a little bit and uh, that's just not how we that's not how we function here in the United States it really is not and it really shouldn't be like that anywhere in the world but we are that place that has always been at the forefront of speak your mind. You got you got something to say? Go ahead and say it. As long as it's not, you know, uh, a, a blatant lie or, or uh, you know, like they say, yelling fire in the uh, uh, movie theater or something like that. That's just ridiculous. And most of us have enough sense about us that we aren't going to do those kind of things. We just aren't. I mean, the ones of you that are listening to me, all over the world, we reach out. I see Italy. I see Canada. Great Britain, Germany. Uh, all over the place. We're, we're, we're getting out there. And, you know, that's what it's about, is getting the truth out. And if people you really want to hear what we have to say, which isn't anything really new. I, I kind of uh, I kind of regurgitate a lot of stuff that I've already heard, and today is probably no different. But if you haven't heard it, it's news, and it's new. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in Canada. New Zealand now has jumped in on board. I think Finland and a few other places in, in the Europe uh, European area. But Canada, we have this truck convoy, the 
Freedom Convoy, they call it. And it has gathered all kinds of steam. And I'll, I'll tell you what, it's a good thing. Now, for those that don't understand it, don't don't know what's going on, uh, I had to explain it to somebody the earlier today, is that what it is is these guys, these are Canadian truck drivers, you know, driving semis. Uh, and they're every time they come across the border back from here in the United States, because, you know, there, there's interstate and intercontinental uh you know, international, I guess, trucking. We know it comes through Mexico as well, but when they go back into Canada, the the lead foot, the, uh, let's put it different, the jackboot of Justin Trudeau's government, that's the prime minister up there in Canada, has decided that you have to quarantine. Also, you have to, you know, vax mandates are out there and all these other things. Next, what's it? What's next? You got to wear a mask while you're driving down the road. And you know, you see people doing that and you say to yourself, there's nobody else in the car with them. What is up with you? I literally, and a friend of mine said he saw the same thing over at his at Neck of the Woods. I saw the other day in a store, a guy wearing a respirator with the little, you know, side deals on there you know you know like you're going into a biological uh area of some sort of a lab level four lab or something i'm like he's over there picking through the you know bananas or whatever I'm like you got to elbow the wife look at this. believe this if it, as if a doctor standing before you says I'm wearing two masks just to be safe. And he's a doctor. He said, no, the mask don't work. Well, this guy's thing probably does work. You know, what's going to work better than a full-face respirator with with uh, removable cartridges and all that kind of I couldn't believe it. I, I really, I, I've heard it, and then I saw it. It's It's like, what the heck is going on? All right, this freedom convoy that I that I brought up. Now I don't have any, I don't have any snappy clips or anything about it. I could have drag, drug some up, but I did not. I did hear, and I wrote down some notes while I was listening to it uh, about what they had to say in lieu of it. The mayor, the mayor of Ottawa. Now I want you to understand something, folks. Truck drivers, truck drivers. These are, you know, what we call the knights of the road. And, and, you know, remember the old songs, that all the old country songs about driving your truck, you know, eastbound down, loading up and trucking, you know, the, the bandit, the whole nine yards, you know, it was the truck drivers, man. They're the guys who bring you your food, your clothes, your books, your notebooks, your cassette tapes, or I'm sorry, you don't have cassette tapes, CDs, your your stereos to play them on, your Bibles to read, your books, all that stuff. Everything just about shows up on one variety of truck or another to the store. Now, I might come in my train to a, to a distribution center, but when it, when it takes off from there, it comes out in a truck. These guys are the real, they are the knights of the road. And, you know, it's not an easy job to drive the truck. 
Some people say, oh, he's just driving. Oh, yeah. Well, you try bouncing down the highway for 15, 16 hours a day. Every day. Hand on the wheel. Eating in, you know, the truck stop. Gassing up your truck and it costs as much as it does to mortgage your house. Or, you know, fueling up your truck. You know, I put a half a, a half a tank in my little pickup and it cost me 36 bucks. Can you imagine what it costs to fill a couple, three, four hundred gallons of diesel fuel? Now, yeah, some of these folks are they're driving for the big guys, you know, out there that we see big orange trucks, big yellow trucks, you know, Schneider and JB Hunt and all those kinds. You know, there, there's a, a lot of trucking companies. There's a lot of independents, though. I have a friend of mine that's an independent, and I I can't imagine. What you know, life is like. Now he loves his he loves his job. He's the same age as I am. He loves his job. He does it. Never hear him complain. He's he's kind of a philosopher on Facebook, but uh, you know, which is cool. You know, he's got a lot of time to think. You know, he comes up with some really good stuff and interesting. But uh, they're the they're the grassroots kind of people. You know, they're like they're like the guys that work the the factories that 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 put the things together that build the cars used to anyway, that, uh, you know, all the, you know, the meat packing, all these things, the, the stinky jobs that the elite don't want anything to do about. They want to be able to sit down at a, at a meal of steak, lobster, shrimp, potatoes of every kind, you know, uh, all the, all the trimmings, but they don't want to realize or even give credit to, who put that food on their elitist table, Justin Trudeau, Joseph Biden, whatever that helmet flog or whatever his name is over in Germany. All these people that are now castigating, all these people that are now putting down truckers. I'm going to read some things that I scribbled today from the mayor of Ottawa, and we're going to talk about that for a second. Now, remember, this is all based on COVID. No matter how we bite this one and try to chew it, it all comes back to this COVID and the vax mandates. You're going to be vaccinated and like it. No, well, some of us aren't. Yeah, how much do you have to lose? If you Listen, folks, somewhere... You have to learn to take a stand. Somewhere you have to get the guts to say, no, we're not doing this. We're not, we're not taking on more tyranny. We are going to push back against it. Okay, the elites. Mayor of Ottawa says these things. We're under siege. People are in fear and terrified. The nonstop honking of the horns is like psychological warfare. We need more boots on the ground. He wants 1,800 more cops to be sent up to Ottawa. Now, you know, he was probably one of those guys who was in with the uh, defund the police thing. 
and you all these ones down here that'll be shaking their their little sabers and yelling, "Oh no, we need more police officers." Well, you you're the ones that are allowing rampant crime to go on down here that are getting all these cops killed. And you got rid of a bunch of them. A bunch of them retired. They're like, "I ain't sticking around for this." You know, I got my time in. I'm 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 gonna, I'm going I'm going to buy a, a smaller boat and go to Florida or wherever. And Florida would be a good place, Texas, whatever. But let me say these are words that we use in war. This guy used the truckers who are, you know, ganged up on them in Ottawa. He's used words of war. We're under siege. That's basically what they're saying about Putin over in Ukraine. Well, in Russia, sitting on the Ukrainian border and the border of Belarus. It's like a siege. It's terrifying us. It's it's psychological warfare. He uh, that, I, I, first I wrote psyops, and then I I listened again, and he said it, the mayor of Ottawa. It is psychological warfare with the constant honking of these air horns. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it may get annoying. But you know something? Wake up. Do quit trying to quit trying to cry your way out of it, Mayor. It's your town. That's what doesn't seem to be resonating with politicians today. Let's look at the basics. Now whatever you, they call themselves in different principalities. And municipalities, I guess that was a better word to use. Municipalities is, you know, you have either a mayor or the chief. My my producer is making some noise. My you have a mayor or you have the chief city councilman, something to that order, or the president of the council. But mayor, let's stick with that. Mayor, you have the ability to put your foot down and stop the stupidity that goes on even from the governor's office. It's your town. You were elected there by the people. You do. You serve the people. The people don't serve you. That steps up from that mayor to, say, the governor. We're just going to skip over a lot of stuff. The governor of the state, and some of them have shown that they have the intestinal fortitude to stand up to the federal government and say, nope, ma- mask mandates are gone. You know, this is done. Kids in schools should not be wearing masks. They need to see each other. They need to be able to communicate and, and see facial expressions and not have to breathe through a nasty spit-covered piece of cloth or paper all day long. Oh, but by the way, the cloth masks don't work. Now they come out and say that. After, for a year and a half of people wearing their masks, and I know people who wore their masks religiously and got COVID, and people who did not wear their masks and never even got sick. So the mask really worked. I heard one guy say that in a crowd one night, you know, 
He's sitting there going, I wore my mask everywhere I went. I did not, I did what I was supposed to. I stayed six feet away, blah, 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 blah. And this old guy was sitting there with us said, but you still got sick. And everybody just kind of, it was the stunning truth behind it. You're sitting there telling us how you did all these things to keep yourself safe. Why not just trust God? Why not just trust God? Why not put this in the hands of God? If we would do more of that, we would solve tons of the world's problems. People need to learn to live as if they are before the throne of God at all times. And trust me, I'm, I'm, I need the mirror, folks, to preach to myself. But anyway, yeah, what? Are, are, is it a war they're having up there in Canada and Ottawa? Is it really that bad? I mean, yeah, they're they're clogging the streets. I, the, was it the Detroit Bridge? Uh, going from Detroit, crossed over to Canada, <laughs> lined up with trucks. You got to love this stuff, though, right? It's men that are finally fed up, and women, and women. Now, here's the pro- here's a problem. You know, these horrible terrorists have broken in to Canada, you know, or they're, well, they aren't broken in, they're from Canada, but they, they're, they're, they're breaking down the, the society and they've set up bouncy houses. They've come in and taken over the whole town and they've set up bouncy houses, you know, for the kids to go in there and bounce up and down and keep them occupied and sweat because it's like 30 below zero, the wind chill factor, by the way. Who's going to do that down here? Not too many people. They've set up this family environment. You know, their people are hanging out together. They're laughing. They're having, they're actually having fun. They're enjoying their occupation of Ottawa, which is, it'll probably, it'll go down in history. Now, let's look at the backside of that before I, I say what I want to say next, which I always have to go into is down here we had a thing called chop and they changed it to chaz it was the uh something stupid autonomous zone that they did it was in seattle they took off a city block or three or four city blocks and these guys just took it over they put up barricades and they patrolled it carrying rifles these were leftists these weren't gun nut right wingers these were leftists with their long hair their tats and their beards and their piercings and all the other things and their dirty clothes and they walked around in there like they owned they took over a police station remember this several years ago 2020 all in the name of george floyd and all the other stuff the uh chop chaz zone and they occupied that area for a long time, several, I think it was a couple of months. And that was okay with the legacy mainstream media. They're just people that are, that are you know, they're protesters. And they had ARs, 15s, AR-15s, you know, assault weapons. There were people who were killed inside the 
Chaz slash Chop Zone. As far as I've seen so far up in this Canadian deal, nobody has a gun except for the police officers. Nobody's tried to incite a riot or violence. Now, maybe they'll slip in some undercover Mounties or whatever their version of the FBI is up there and try to do something like they did down here on January 6th. But at this point in time, it's relatively, or actually not even relatively, it has been peaceful except for the blowing of horns and psychological warfare that that is. Bouncy houses, no burning buildings, no murder. But yet the legacy media backs that kind of thing. The murder and the burning and the rapes and all the other things. They, they think that's fine. You can do that. That's all right. But these guys are staying peaceful. These people, I should say, are peaceful. They've just decided we're going to show you just how bad you need us and maybe you'll back off on these ignorant unhuman mandates good for them i say good for them uh where are we going oh yeah then then of course there were people who wanted to fund them so they went through gofundme an online funding source who then said we're oh we can't do that we're we're not going to allow that they're out of california of course and they had garnered a good bit of money millions and they were going to just take the money and give it to their own charities. They said they weren't going to they weren't going to back this horrible thing that's going on up in Canada with, you know, the lack of burning and killing. Uh just truck drivers that wanted to stand up. And you see when they stood up, they stood up against the mandates for vaccines and all the other COVID-19 garbage. They're standing up against that and you can't do that now. You're not allowed this isn't for you. You need to go along. Just like like all the little dweebs from Spotify, uh, the, the uh, old worn-out rock and rollers or folk players, whatever you want to call them, like Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, Joni Mitchell, and a few others that nobody's ever heard of or want to. We went off Spotify. There's no room on there for us and Joe Rogan. Now, for those of you that don't know who Joe Rogan is, uh, he is a Spotify uh, podcast host. Now, from what I understand, he's really trying to keep up with us here at Removing Confusion. Uh, and, you know, God bless him for that. Uh, we need the, we need the uh, credible, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, we, we, competition. There you go. Credible competition. He only has like 11 million people who listen to him almost every day. You know, that's close to what we're doing here. I'm joking. This is called humor and sarcasm. But anyway, Joe Rogan, you know, has brings on two hosts or two guest hosts or guest guest uh, speakers. And uh, one of them was Peter McCulloch. And the other one was Dr. Robert Malone, both doctors. Peter McCulloch is a cardiologist. I don't know if I've ever played any clips of him here, but uh, we've talked about him. He's a very credible man. He has an extremely good uh, pedigree. 
as well as does, you know, Dr. Robert Malone, who came up with, helped invent the mRNA vaccination protocol. But he has said, even though he's completely vaccinated, he says we shouldn't have been doing this this way, and it really shouldn't have been done to begin with. And he goes through the entire thing, what that the COVID has become a mass psychosis of people being duped into doing something that is very possibly extremely dangerous to their health. Which I'll touch that in a minute. Very scary little something, something that came out recently. But see, now they, uh, these then, then the Spotify stars, if you want to call them that, uh, Joni Mitchell. I, I can't believe she had a song that people listen to a hundred million times. Uh, I I can't listen to her once. I'm sorry, just me. But uh, and people say, "Oh, he doesn't like Joni Mitchell. I can't listen to him ever again." Sorry. Well, let me tell. Let me say this. She, uh, uh, they, the, the whole bunch of them. They they come out and protest. And that's their right. Do that. You, you know, if you feel so strongly about something and you're not going to hurt anybody physically, mentally, or whatever, then do it. You're, you're allowed to protest. It's a, that's, what, that's what the United States is all about. So they did, and they, they had their songs and their, their portfolios removed from Spotify, so never to be heard there again. And then they, 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 they're not good. That's not good enough. You know, the White House press secretary comes out and says, you know, Spotify itself sets out a disclaimer about uh, misinformation, as they call it, and uh, we won't tolerate that, blah, blah, blah. We'll we'll take you down, which they, they have taken down, I guess, 11 or so of Joe Rogan's podcasts. This guy's good. I mean, he's, he's, he's interesting. He's, he's inquisitive, and he's, he likes to talk to people, and he does a real good job of it. If he didn't, he wouldn't have 11 million people every day listening to him or, you know, clicking here and there. But because he had a couple of controversial guests, he got pummeled by the lackluster wannabe stars that are left out there. And it hurts me to say it. Neil Young always liked Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young a little bit. But, you know, uh, it just, you know, you're like, whatever happened to you, man? You used to be the... They used to be the rebel. Now you're not. Now you're just an old dried up guy who wants, who's angry and mad and mean and, and going along with the man. So there, I've said that before here. But what we're seeing is a lot of evil that's just being revealed. And it's not the truck drivers. It's people like Justin Trudeau. It's people like those that are in our government. It's, it's the, uh, uh, the rest of the Canadian government as a whole, really, the parliament guys and all that that are going on, the GoFundMe, which uh, wanted to say, you, we're not going to let our money or your money, not our money, your money go to these people. We're going to distribute it uh, probably to Black Lives Matter and some other Antifa-oriented. Well, they got in trouble with that. The judges came down quickly and said, no, you either give it back to the people or you give it to where the thing was set up to go. And they said, well, we'll give it back to the people. Good on them. Pukes. So another one came up called 
uh, give, send, go, and as of this morning, they were at nearly $6 million donated to these truck drivers. Good for them. Oh, the police chief up there as well as the mayor, he comes out and says, it's volatile and it's dangerous. Again, bouncy houses? Well, is somebody going to sprain an ankle? Or, you know, they're going to throw some one of these dudes into the bouncy house and he can't get out, it bounces him to death? I, I Come on. It's not gotten to that point yet. But I'm afraid at some point it may. Now, uh, I, I'm bouncing all over the place myself, ain't I? Uh, the, the one guy called them enthusiastic horn honkers. Now listen, the truth of this thing and the and the and the reality of it may hit home even here when the store shelves that we go to and grab food off of become a little bit less populated with food and the gas stations perhaps don't have the gas and the prices start to rise again. And then they'll blame these truckers and everybody will turn against them, say, Well you should have been out running you know, blah blah blah. But you know what? I told you, folks, that those of you that listen to me, I've been telling you forever, store some stuff up. Get yourself ahead of the stores. Don't try to, you can't depend on that. You can always run and get what you want. It may not be there. And I say that pointedly only because I can only warn you that I don't think things are going to get better. There are those that will say, I don't, I don't really notice anything. I went to the store twice this week, grocery store, and the meat section is appalling, especially beef. I don't know how people are buying it. You know, roasts that are a pound and a half and cost $15, $16. You know, you got you to gotta get what you can get when you can get it. But uh, hamburger at five bucks a pound is starting to seem like the thing to eat. You can do a lot with a hamburger. Make meatballs and throw it in a spaghetti. You can, <laughs> meatloaf, tacos, you name it. Get creative. <sighs> but, you know, these gutsy, hardcore working man type people, they, they, they're, they, we need more of them to take a stand. The government overreach needs to be quelled or the whole world, folks, is going to look like China. And that's, that's, not, that's not a pleasant thought, right? It really is not. Now, let me, I, I, I got my gears a little out of whack here. Let's go back to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I mean, I don't sit and listen to this guy. I never have. I listened to him when he had Robert Malone on. I've seen him a few times. And, you know, I, I did. I, I think he's interesting. But now he's a racist. Because if you can't get him for the truth, you'll get him for being a racist every time. That's the thing to jump to. Straight to the race card. Because over the years, they say he's said the uh, N-word a few times on his program. And uh, that's another, you know, they come out and they're, they're going to lambast you for that. Boy, they're going to tear you apart. If they make you into a racist, that's almost as bad these days as being a child molester. Used to be. 
Now you're just a minor attracted person. See, they change things, but they and they change this race deal around quite a bit as well. Oh yeah, should Joe Rogan have said what he said? I don't think so. Now again, I didn't. I don't have any of those clips. I don't care. I don't want to hear them. They don't make any difference to me. I am not a racist. I love everyone equally. I've said before, even though I, I bash China a bit and, and the Canadians now and, and Biden and everybody else, I don't hate these people. I feel sorry for a lot of them. I do feel extremely deep in your soul you should feel for the Chinese people, not their government, but the people that have to live under that tyranny and other places in the world that are like that, in North Korea and others. You know, we, we really need to be thankful here in the United States. And, and if you're in other places, Italy and, and Germany and the other ones I've mentioned, UK, uh, Australia, even though down there it's not so much that great anymore either, but it's better than it is here. I uh, better quit rambling. I have something. I played this a little bit before, and it, it goes back to the fellow that was singing to us at the beginning. Eric Clapton, uh, talking about his little foray into getting the jab. This is a, this is uh, a little bit long. I, I went and I got the notification you can but come and get, one. and I was holding out for AstraZeneca because it came from Oxford. <laughs> and so, you know, the, and I'm pretty naive about this stuff. And I thought, well, that's good. And also I'd heard that it was old school. Uh, method of inoculation, uh, and I t- and I t- and I went and had the jab, and I got a little green like a library card, and I thought well, that's that's what I'm going to show the people when I get on the plane. <laughs> it's, so um, there's a lot of funny stuff about it, and and within a, within several hours, I was shaking like a leaf, and uh, I went to bed early, and I couldn't get warm, and I did, and I thought I'm running, am I running a fever? I was boiling hot and sweating and then I was cold and I had I, I was out for the count for about a week and and I had been preparing for um, a project where I was going to be playing acoustic guitar with a couple of musicians and we were going to film it that week knocked knocked me out and I had to start again from scratch and uh, and I was okay uh, but but it wasn't it didn't come off as well as I would like to because I would professionally it, I was, it was a huge setback and it frightened the shit out of me because I didn't know how long it would last I then started to find out more and it was about that time that I ran into somebody so I said well here's my number we swapped swap numbers he was on telegram so I contacted him and he told me about a, a channel where I could find uh, lots of information and a lot of support. And so I, I logged on to that. There's a chap called Robin Minotti who, who runs a channel and it's for anybody that's concerned or is looking from, in my case, looking for support. For me, I'd felt so alone up until that point. I really couldn't talk to my family and my kids. My teenagers were, it seemed like they'd been brainwashed. I probably shouldn't have had the first jab, but then I was offered the second. And I thought, well, what have I got? What's the point in, you know, stopping now? 
So I went and had the second and that, and, and then it got really bad. And I, within about a week, I had lost. My hands didn't really work. They were, I suffered from a condition already called peripheral neuropathy, which is nerve damage pain, really, which means that, you know, I can get numb or pins and needles. When I had the second jab, that was, it's, and they do say that condition, by the way, is progressive and it's incurable. So I had expected it to be, it's manageable. I expected it to be something that would gradually grow worse as I got older into my 80s or whatever. But always, you know, it could get some ice pack or whatever, it would be fine. This went ramped up from, on a scale of 10, say, from three to eight or nine. Agony and, uh, Chronic pain is not, you know, when you know that nothing will work, there's no medication you can take that will will help, um, is very, very frightening. And the worst thing is you don't know when it's going to uh, wear off or when it's going to go away. So that that was, you know, that, that, that was what frightened me the most medically, health-wise. And it still does because, I, you know, I have gigs to do, I have recording work to do, but I can't, I mean, to, to touch the guitar, to play the guitar is not fun. And it's something I do, you know, then I, when I put it down, it's there until I go to bed and I take sleeping bills because I can't sleep because of the pain. And that's not, it's not a good way to live. But, um, and it's not all due to the vaccine, but the vaccine took my immune system and just shook it around again. And that's still going on. So. And that's, then I read, you know, a lot of the evidence that I had been reading about with people that were having adverse reaction. That was on the list, was, you know, uh, damage to the immune system. Do you feel like you were made aware of those risks beforehand? Oh, God, no. God, no. I didn't even know there was a yellow card report. I didn't know there was any such thing. My doctor said, oh, you should... My, my GP here in London uh, said, because I had to get it done on an NHS with an NHS doctor that I've known too from in the country for a long time. He didn't say anything. They gave me a leaflet of, of, for the first jab, which I didn't really look at, but um, they didn't say anything about adverse reactions. They do say you might feel a bit sore or, you know, like you'd say for a... But they did say also they safe. You know, it's effective and safe. And... Uh, I called my uh, doc, the NHS doctor after the second jab and I said, I've been told there's a yellow card system that, where I can complain about um, after effects. He said, yes, have you, they still go because I told them about. And he said, well, I'll, I'll fill in the, uh, the, the report and send it. I never saw a yellow card. I mean, that apparently that stays with the doctor. But I didn't, you know, that stuff was not made known. I lost the use of my hands uh, for about three weeks. So I thought I was um, in real trouble. Uh, and that's about that point. I just, uh, I was invited by Robin Minotti to talk about it because, it, and it was easy um, to say yes, because I, I, I realized that, that I may, I'm definitely, by then I realized I wasn't the only one that was suffering adverse reactions and uh and, and you know I, I wear i can't touch anything cold or hot i have to use these otherwise my hands will begin to burn and they'll stay burnt all day whether or not i'm i have gigs to do 
in the autumn. I know maybe vitamin D will help. Uh, there's not much else that does do anything other than being really careful. And that, you know, that, that's my experience from having had the second jab. And, 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 and I went to my doctor pretty quickly and said, you know, the, the I can't have any more vaccinations. This is, this is not possible for me because I don't know what will happen. I don't know what will happen next. And from what I read and from what I've been told, uh, th- there would be a booster in the autumn. And I said, I have to have a document that says uh, I can't, I'm allergic. I can't have COVID vaccine, which I have in my backpack next door. And, um, and I don't, you know, the, I don't know what, where, where that will lead me because the next thing I be, you know, through it all, actually, the point that I should have made earlier is that I believe most of all in free speech and freedom of movement, choice of movement and, 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 and life, um, and love and kindness. And, uh, been, with all of this exposure to the polarization of the politics and the medicine and the science, I found it very difficult to be uh, neutral, uh, because I've seen scorn and contempt from both sides and, uh, and I get caught in the crossfire a lot, but I, I'm not going to, I don't really feel, um, uh, educated enough to know uh, enough about either of these areas. So I'm talking today on behalf of people like me, uh, who may have been, may be lost, maybe n- need to hear someone talk about it from a human point of view, without condemnation. And I have, you know, when I come to work, uh, there is, I need to know, for instance, whether I'm not, I'm playing to uh, a welcome audience or a discriminated audience. I can't play to uh, people that only have vaccine passports. I can't play to people that only follow, you know, that are anti-vaccination. There has to be a way to bring people together. I believe music can do that. Uh, but it's a long way away, and uh, and and maybe that's good because uh, there's still time, I believe, for us to come together. Still time for us to come together. I know that was a long, that's about eight minute clip, but and I may have played it for you before. Sometimes it's good to hear it again. Now this is a guy. I got to tell you, I've really liked him over the many years. He's He's been in the music business for 50, 60 years. And he almost lost, you know, in his, in his golden years, as we tend to call them, though sometimes I think they're more like rusty tin. He, he follows the science, so to speak. He follows the uh, direction of his, his, uh, both government doctor and his regular, what he called GP, his regular general practitioner. And it nearly took him off the count. It almost removed him from the ability to, for him to, to pick up his guitar and play. And that, you know, when you have crafted something over many, many, many years to become proficient and that's the way you make your living. You know, sure, you can you can lay back on uh, record sales and and personal appearances and stuff like that. But 
it's really just being able to do what you love to do. And it was, it was nearly taken away from him by uh, polar uh, paralyzation of his hands. Uh, and, and even says today, you know, when he picks up something hot or cold, it burns. And I, I don't know what it was he uses to pick those things up, tweezers or gloves or whatever. But besides that, you know, here's a guy who went along with what they, he was told because he, he trusted the sources and it almost took him to his death or at least to the loss of his livelihood, which, you know, to a guy who uh, plays the way Eric Clapton plays, that would be like being dead anyway. Now, he's not an anti-vaxxer. But he says it is, as far as he's concerned, I think he is. And he's written a couple of songs, him and another guy put together some anti-mandate type things that I played at the beginning, one of them, and this has got to stop. Good song. Um, But here's the problem. You know, if you have a platform where you can talk and you're open and free about it, they're trying to shut you down. They say the press secretary of the White House says, you know, what, what Spotify came out and did, you know, putting out disclaimers is a good start. So they want more. They always want more. They want to push their narrative further and get you even deeper into where you, you can't do anything. You can't hear another side to anything. You know, that's that's the deal with almost everything that we do in life. There's one side or the other, and that's not, a, not in a negative sense. But, hey, you know, I'll listen to you over here. I'm using my left hand. Sorry, you can't see that. But I'll listen to you until I can't do it anymore, and then I'm just not going to. And the other side, the same. If, if you start to vocalize junk that I don't want to hear, I ain't going to listen. But don't try to paint me into a corner and make me into a racist. Don't try to turn me into something I'm not. I don't really believe that Joe Rogan is a racist. He may have said the word that he said on several occasions. He should not have. But, you know, that doesn't make you a racist. You know, sometimes in a conversation, people just say stupid stuff. I, uh, I even have to agree, as much as I do not like Whoopi Goldberg, who got knocked off of her show because she said something that was dumb, but it's just talking. You know, I heard a little girl, she's on the Gutfeld show, who said that. You know, it's just talking. You know, they're not, you know, that's what people do. They're, they're, they get on these talk shows, and they talk. Now, sometimes they talk too much. Sometimes they say things that they should not. And it causes ill feelings with somebody. I I believe that we can come together, like Clapton said, with music. I also believe we can get together by growing some skin that doesn't have such a, a thin layer to it. I have another thing. I, I, I was, I, I heard this. This is from the uh, now defunct TV show, which is in its, it's played over and over again on some of the cable channels yet called Last Man Standing with Tim Allen, who used to be Tim the Toolman Taylor, you know, and all that. Uh, in this 
clip in this part of the episode. They they got some new neighbors in town who uh, are African Americans or black folks, and their car gets egged. I think it's like Halloween, you know, or something. But somebody eggs their car. His his wife, Tim's wife, or in this case, Mike's wife, is upset she's she's afraid that they're that they will think that because they just moved in and they're black folks that they're being egged because it's a racist thing because she's a little dingy but it's you know this is a thing i'm trying to get at it's this we got to be able to make fun of stuff now if it's not really blatant in your face ku klux klan white supremacist or even you know, Black Panther hate, then let's just make fun of it. And these these guys are, when they get together on this show, it's hilarious. But uh, they have them over for a little bit to, you know, smooth over the neighborhood issues. Let's, let's go ahead and listen. No, we never get to the movies. Yeah, hardly ever. There you go. Last movie she dragged me to was The Help. <laughs> I was yelling that all the way through that theater. Help, help, help. I loved it. Me too. How that pretty white girl starts the whole civil rights movement. Very inspirational. It's a shame. Uh, None of your daughters are here. I wanted to meet them. Well, right now we're having a, a real problem with our young one. She's a soccer player. Good one, and she wants to quit soccer. Oh, we went through the same thing with our son. Yeah. He got burnt out on sports, but we decided we weren't going to force him. Oh, see, now I think you did the right thing, Chuck. Wrong, wrong, yeah, wrong, no, wrong, wrong. But it, it's, it's a bad lesson when kids are good and you don't want them to stop doing it. It makes them lazy. I'm sure their kid isn't lazy. <laughs> well, it worked with our son. He thought about it, went back on his own. Now he leads the team in scoring. What's he doing? 20, 25 points a game? More like two. He plays water polo. Water. Yep, he can swim. Does that surprise you? Uh, no, no, we're not surprised, honey. I mean, Mike, how, how could you assume that kid plays basketball? Why would I assume he plays water polo? No, it's okay. It's okay. Chuck's just messing with you. Our son does play basketball. Oh. And he swims like a rock. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure he, he swims just as well as any other kind of kid. Uh, yeah. Honey, stop it. What are we doing here? We're just we're having a pleasant conversation with our new friends, the Larrabees. Hey, Chuck, does this feel pleasant to you? I actually feel rather tense. <laughs> because this is insanely awkward. Come on, stop kidding around, you two. Come on, Carol and I are getting along really well. I wouldn't say really well. <laughs> Listen, my wife's a lovely woman, and the reason that she invited you here because she felt guilty that you might think that that egging was racially motivated. I don't think the clan does a lot of work with eggs. <laughs> we only came because Vanessa kind of put us on the spot. Yeah, and we thought if we said no, she might have thought that was racially motivated. <laughs> So, wait, 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 this is great. No one wants to be here. I want 
to be here? Oh, come on, let it go. Just because we live near each other doesn't mean we got to be friends. Yeah, you see, why do we have to be neighborly with neighbors? Exactly. I don't need some clown borrowing my garden hose only to never see it again except when he's watering his lawn with it. Listen to this. Let's say you want to come over and borrow my lawnmower. Maybe I just don't want to loan it to you. But you think I don't loan it to you because you're black and I'm afraid you're going to steal it. I'm not that paranoid. Exactly, but you should be because that's probably what I'd be thinking. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if your house is on fire, I would call the fire department. And if someone was breaking into your house, I'd call the police. Except if it's a white guy, then you go ahead and shoot him. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> you sure you guys don't want to take home some of these appetizers, take home the crackers? No, we'll just leave you folks here. Now, see, you could just have some fun. Make fun of some of the stupid things that go on in life. You know, that was that whole thing. That was just making fun. Now, some people say, that's racist. You should not do that on your show. It's not. It really isn't. It's comedy. Now, whether you like it or not, oh, well, if you don't skip over it. But if you did, check the show out. It's really kind of funny, especially when those guys get together. They they pull some stuff. Man. I'm telling you, it is it is humor. You know, and it doesn't go back to the uh, Archie Bunker type stuff. That you, they 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 trade the jabs back and forth, and it's really good. I I think it's well worth your time. Okay, let's look at a couple of things here real quick, and then we'll skedaddle. Uh, very two things that I saw today that are rather all right. The uh, Department of Homeland Security National Terrorism Advisory System put out a bulletin, and you can get this thing off the internet uh, dhs.gov/backslash/advisories. This came out the seventh yesterday. Uh, here's what they're saying. The United States remains in heightened threat, uh, in a heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis-dis-dash and mal-dash <laughs> information. They even have a little uh, anagram. M-D-M. Miss, dis, and mal information. Introduced and or op- amplified by foreign um, and domestic threat actors. Goodness gracious. These threat ask- <clears throat> actors seek to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions or encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence, mass casualty attacks, and other acts of targeted violence. 
conducted by lone offenders, those are those lone wolves, or small groups acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances, pose an ongoing threat to the nation. Goodness gracious. They're looking at soft targets, mass gatherings. You know, they did, didn't they close all the churches? Oh, they opened it back up. Faith-based institutions and as, a, as churches, synagogues, mosques, institutions of higher education. Does anybody go to those anymore? The colleges? Oh, you got to get a shot, right, to go to college. Racial and religious minorities. Well, Christian, you should be in that, but they're going to say you're not. You can say you're one of those majorities that need to be watched and monitored and shut down. Yeah, goodness gracious. Now, here's the thing. I read all that to say this. Additional information. Primary terrorism-related threat to the United States continues to stem from lone offenders, small cells of individuals who are motivated by a range of foreign or domestic grievances often cultivated through the consumption of certain online content like this show the convergence and violent extremist ideology uh, idolatries false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theory theories have and will continue to contribute to a heightened threat of violence in the united states now this is a big deal this is the department of homeland security threat advisory and this thing's in, in effect until the from J, February 8th right now today. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to go till... Uh, June 7th. So for the next three or four months, they're going to be on a heightened alert. Now this is just a... They put one of these out before that ran till the 6th or the 7th of February. They had to renew it. This is not a new thing, really. It's just regurgitated. Now, I'm going to give you, quickly, key factors that contribute to the current heightened threat environment include the proliferation of false and misleading narratives, which saw, so, I'm sorry, which so discord and undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. Uh, for example, bullet point number one, there is widespread online proliferation, proliferation of false and misleading narratives <clears throat> regarding unsubstantiated widespread election fraud and COVID-19 grievances associated with these themes inspired violence extremist attacks during 2021 i don't remember all those violent extremist attacks about the mandates i remember parents that stood up in school board meetings and made a statement about masks about lockdowns shutdowns you know teachers that are too lazy to do their jobs that's the violent extremists. They 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 tagged those people, these you know mostly moms, as domestic terrorists. 
some of the dads were drug out bloody from these school board meetings. Now, most of the time, people never even went to school board meetings. They were rather boring. But they got, they got a little bit more heated as these kids were being taught stuff that they didn't want them taught, and they were being uh, masked when they didn't want them masked. It doesn't do any good. We've already talked about that so many times. But yet, they double down in the government, and that's what they want. So if you come out and you speak about this, you're going to get added to uh, either you're a, a terrorist organization or a violent extremist. Now, there are some out there. We did have the synagogue shooting not too long ago down in Colleyville, Texas, and we've had some other things that have gone on. But I don't know that they brought up the uh, guy who ran over uh, what and killed like eight people or whatever it was up in uh, Waukesha. Let me see if that's on there. Recent attack at the synagogue in Texas highlights continuing threat of violence. Now that, you know, people always seem to go after the Jews, and uh, uh, that's really unfortunate, and we do not stand with that kind of thing here at Removing Confusion. Black colleges and universities have been attacked. I don't know when that happened. I guess I I missed that in the news. I should have watched CNN. They probably would have made sure I knew about it. Uh, but yeah, there you go. You know, they they warn you to be ready. They warn you and tell you to snitch on your neighbor. Let me talk about protesting and then quit for today. I've gone way over, haven't I? Oh, well. We don't have a time limit here. Maybe you do. I'm sorry <laughs> if you do. Oh, you know how to you know how to slow me down or speed me up. Here's something else that's gone on, and then uh, we'll the prime age will between eighteen and forty nine. People who are of that prime age that's it's when you probably feel the best of your life if you've if you're rather healthy. In the past year. The death rate for those people in that age group of 18 to 49 rose 40% over the year prior. So 19 and 20, and then 20 into 21, and through 21, 2021, the rate of deaths between these people, 18 to 49, that little 30 year. 31 year span went up 40%. That's a, a statistic. Uh, and there's different ones I've heard. They said uh, on another thing uh, between 18 and 60, uh, 64 that it had gone up 40%. So the, the, it's, no matter what, the statistic is 40%. Uh, more of an increase in people who should not have been dead. Now, you know, you're going to have the car wrecks. You're going to have the uh, drug overdoses were uh, accountable for many, uh, that kind of thing. They also have something else lying in the background that's bumped that up quite a bit. 
those wonderful things that they've stuck in so many people's arms and uh, young people. So I've often said, it seems to attack these people specifically with pericarditis, myocarditis, myocarditis, uh, which Dr. Peter McCulloch said, once you've got it, you've got it for good. The, uh, another folks, another guy I heard say, uh, doctor wise was that you, you get pericarditis, pericarditis, and your life expectancy on the average is about five years. That's very disturbing when you think of the 16, 15, 17, 18 year olds who have contracted it from getting the shots. Um, That's also the uh, insurance, life insurance companies came up with this statistic. One America Life Insurance, I believe was the name of one of them I saw on the TV that you were talking about it. They say that the ODs are attributed a lot to the isolations and lockdowns that people have had to suffer. But I don't really believe that's enough to spike this thing up to 40%. Now, let's talk about our our general consensus of today is the people who have stood up and decided to protest all this, what I like to use the word, my wife probably gets sick of hearing it, malarkey, this junk, this junk science and uh, over over-exasperated death rates, from uh, the COVID-19. And there's people who have gotten tired of it, and they're tired of the mask. They're tired of being forced to take shots. Truck drivers who are tired of being quarantined every time they cross from the United States to Canada. You know, I don't blame them. I stand with them. I would be up there with them now, but I, I don't have a passport, so I can't go to Canada. And it's too dang cold. It's cold enough here Guys, my hat's off to you, and my hair as well. Um, we have to do this, and they're doing it right. They're they're protesting correctly. They're not they're not out to injure anyone. A protest, a true protest, should not inquire or should not incur injury. It shouldn't be violent. It shouldn't burn and and destroy things. A good godly protest. Some of the protesters down through the years. Now, uh, Jesus Christ wasn't really a pro- protester. He came to set the captives free. Let that sink in. But he was looked at as a rebel, as a antagonist to the set norms of the day the government and the religious system i believe there needs to be a little bit more of that in all of us when you sit in your church and you hear nothing you should not be happy and when i say nothing i mean just the the ramblings on of someone who is just filling the pulpit because it makes his ego feel well and there's many out there that do that. They think they're the only ones that can do it. 
and they do very little when they do it. Every time you step into a pulpit, preacher, teacher, evangelist, you should be imagining that God is standing there or sitting on his throne watching you because he is. Put yourself in the presence of God and you will do things a lot better and a lot more godly. People will feel that power that emanates from the words that you bring. But if you're just bringing old chard to people, they don't want to hear it. They're just there to fill in their quota, check the box, and go home till next Sunday. Morning. Some of our down through the, you know, as we go, the entire first century church were what they called rebellious. They weren't rebellious to God, though. They were rebellious to the established norms of the government and religious system. Uh, then we can jump up, you know, a few <laughs> a few hundred years to Martin Luther, who stood up against the Catholic Church. Justification by faith. John Wycliffe, George Whitfield, these are guys who printed Bibles in English and in German as well, and whatever to put into the people's hands. Whit, Whit, Whitfield was a was an evangelist who went out through throughout the UK preaching the word. People would throw things at him. He would stand on tombstones and preach to people. And they, there's a picture of a guy with a, on, on another fellow's uh, shoulders with a pitchfork. They're trying to knock him off the, off the tomb. He was that powerful. Our American founding fathers that stood against tyranny. Now, that ended in war because the people they went up against, that's what they, they declared. We own you. You can't go against us or we'll tear you down. They took on the superpower of the day, Great Britain, and beat them. Of course, we had some help. Germans came in. But they started out, tried to at least, peacefully protesting. They knew it wouldn't last, that war would happen. Martin Luther King, he was about peaceful protest, just marching. It was the ones they protested against in the civil rights movement, mostly Democrats. Almost all Democrats that went against him and probably in the end had him killed. Rosa Parks, another black lady who sat down on a, on a seat and said, no, I'm not moving. She didn't hurt anybody. She sat in a seat and they didn't make her move. These people stood up for their people all of them martin luther stood up for jesus christ as did guys like wickliffe who printed bibles george whitfield who preached the uh, wesley brothers these guys went out and they preached and they went into the darkest places of their of their society to stop satan in his tracks Founding fathers went against Great Britain to gain freedom that we have today, and we've 
literally let it be peeled away from us day after day after day ever since. And one t- at one stroke or another, they've come after it. They hate freedom. People should not have freedom. That's what they think. Therefore, they try to end it. Well, folks, we need to stand up, especially now. Things are getting kind of funky, and we really need honest, clean rebellion against the tyranny. That honest rebellion, that that safe, nonviolent on our side at least, rebellion, it's a foundation and fundamental right of all humans. And the ones who want to experience freedom, that's what they'll do. You know, i got a real niggling feeling that there is about to be some sort of real problem that's going to get kicked off somewhere. Is it going to be Ukraine with Russia, or is it just going to be Ottawa? Or is it going to be in Beijing while the Olympics are going on and all the bad press that's coming out about that? And maybe down the road we'll talk about that too. I haven't watched a, a minute not one second of these Olympics. I think it's a sham and a, and a lie to the people. But you got to keep your eyes open, folks. Keep your eyes open. Keep your senses supercharged. For there's a deception. And people fall for deception constantly because they want to. A lot of times that deception comes from people who malign the Bible and those that malign our free documents that we have, the documents that we call Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. Have a great day. February the 8th, 2022. Tom Richard of the Removing Confusion podcast. Until next time, which will be soon. Have a great day. Have a great week. And goodbye.